welcome back to another episode of the Rogue Gent Podcast. It is your boy, Thacker Jones, T-A-G-C-A-J-O-N-E-S on all social media. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in to everything. Uh, you can find us wherever you download your favorite podcast. That's iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just search the Rogue Gent. Or you can search 242 Creative. That's our production company. And shout out to Curtis McAfee. Shout out to Terrence Wells. And yeah, we're just doing this podcasting thing one day at a time, one episode at a time. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So today I have a returning guest. Uh, He has been on before. Uh, It's been about a year, maybe even a year, maybe even two years. Yeah, it's it's been a little minute, but... um, we met at, I was speaking at a, a Greater Leadership Jackson right. meeting, and he came up to me and he was like, hey, man, I'm really interested in podcasting. I've heard of your podcast before. I want to be on. And I was like, it's totally fine. We can get you on. Uh, he is a great guy that I've met, and uh, I'm going to let him introduce our, himself as I do all guests on the Rogue's Gent, so go ahead. Well, thanks for having me back on. Uh, for your listeners, I'm uh, Ryan Brown, and I'm a candidate for the Mississippi Public Service Commission. And I'd uh, encourage your listeners, if you uh, hadn't had a chance to go and listen to our podcast uh, from a couple of years ago, uh, please go back and check it out. We had a, a really good conversation about um, politics and yeah. the commission and everything like that. So You live in D.C. and that's everything. Right, that's yeah, right. Yeah. A little bit about my personal story mm-hmm. and how I got involved in all of this. So if you're uh, driving down the highway and need another uh, podcast to check out, I Y'all go back and, uh, and check it out. Oh, yeah. Indeed. 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 And uh, so, Ryan, you work in the Public Commission, well, Public Service Commission office now, currently, right? Well, so I came in to the commission when uh, Commissioner Cecil Brown, who's the commissioner now, mm-hmm. asked me to join his staff. So I said, oh, absolutely. Sure. Uh, but state law said that I had to step down from my job at the commission in order to run for the commission. Oh, okay. So, and, and I was willing to do that. Yeah. And we can talk a little bit more about uh, what we've been up to, but I I believe so strongly what we have been doing mm-hmm. and that Commissioner Brown is not seeking re-election that uh, I'm, I'm willing to make that sacrifice mm-hmm. in order to, uh, to be the next commissioner. Okay. And for people that don't know exactly what a public service commissioner or the public service commission does, what exactly do y'all do you all do? Sure. So the public service Commission is an incredibly important uh, government agency that not a lot of people know what we do. So if you get a light bill or you get a gas bill, you need to know who your public service commissioner is because the public service commission is the agency that approves the rates for utility companies. Okay. So say, for example, you're an Entergy customer or uh, Atmos Gas, Mississippi Power Company, or Centerpoint Gas. We regulate those utility companies. So when they want to, uh, say, build a new power plant, for example. It's the commission's job to determine whether it's in the best interest of their ratepayers to approve that project. Okay. So it's not like going up to your thermostat at your house and say, we're going to set it on this today. We're going to yeah. set it on that yeah. today. Because yeah. uh, uh, hadn't been able to figure out a way to get free power. So that, that's <laughs> the commission's job to uh, to make sure that uh, it's in the, the best interest of the uh, of the ratepayers to, uh, to approve or not approve particular project. So it's the commission itself is made up of three elected commissioners that represent different parts of the state. So we got like a northern district commissioner, we have a central district commissioner and a southern district commissioner. So I'm running in the central district. Okay. So it's 22 counties that go all the way up from Bolivar County through most of the Delta, uh, Sunflower County, Washington County, down to Jefferson, Claiborne, and Capaya County, all the metro counties, and over to Meridian. Okay. So we got a, about a million people that live in the district, uh, 22 counties, 
96 municipalities, so it's a lot of ground to cover. So you're counting on a million people to come out for you Tuesday, <laughs> August the 6th. That, that, uh, I'd be flattered uh, to, uh, to have them come out for me, but uh, that, I mean, this, this is a really important election year. Yeah. I mean, we've got everything from governor down to my, my race for the Public Service Commission and even down to your county offices, which are so important for your county supervisors. Indeed. Indeed. To your, uh, your circuit clerks is where uh, voter registration happens. Mm -hmm. So these are really, really important elections. So uh, go ahead and, and mark your calendars for Tuesday, August 6th, which is a primary day. And I'm, I'm a Democrat, and I'm running on the Democratic uh, ticket. So you'll you'll see me on that ballot. Okay, okay. So you said you said you had to step down from your mm -hmm. position, but you had you know, uh, Mr. Brown had asked you to uh, be a part of his office. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell us about some things that you all have accomplished uh, with your time uh, being there. Sure. So a few things. The one of our missions coming into this was to let folks know who we are. Like I said, we got a million people that live in this district and a lot of ground to cover. So we set out to uh, keep that conversation with the people going. And so over the course of the three-something years that I was there, three years, two months, and one day that mm -hmm. I was at the commission, participated in over 650 different types of community events, whether okay. that be going to a senior citizens group, whether that be a church meetings, neighborhood associations, schools, colleges, to let folks know that we're out there. And so we're trying to promote some different programs to help folks be uh, smarter consumers when it comes to their utilities. So there are programs that the utilities offer uh, for energy efficiency, for example. So like energy, for example, could come out and do an assessment of your home or your apartment or business or church absolutely free to let you know that you can replace certain light bulbs. Uh, they can give you some tools to, uh, to help you be uh, a better consumer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and also one of the things that we've been <coughs> trying to promote is the, uh, the Mississippi no call list. So everybody gets these telemarketers. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, and it is, this is a global problem. Yeah. It is, it is out of control and I, I wish I had a better uh, solution for it right now, but the, the, the fastest way that folks can help, because um, everybody will say, well, I'll just block the calls. Well, yeah. that, that's that's one thing. But what we've been able to do during this term of the commission is to develop a totally free app that you can download onto your smartphones, mm -hmm. whether Android or an iPhone. It's called MS No Call. And when you download it, you'll see in the app store, you'll see like a little phone with a slash through it. Mm -hmm. And so you can download that app. And when you do get those calls, you can then upload that information to the app. It takes less than two minutes to do it. And so when I get those calls, I upload it too. So what that allows us, the commission, to do is our investigators and our attorneys can try to uh, backtrack where these calls are coming from. And so we have been successful uh, just this past week, as a matter of fact, we were able to uh, send notif notifications to about eight companies that were in violation of our no-call laws. Yeah. And every little bit helps. So whether you... you may not think, well, what's my one call going to matter? It does matter because just this year, uh, the legislature uh, increased the fines that the commission is now able to uh, put on these companies. So if you get a call, you send it to us, and we have a record of that, that one call could be up to $10,000 per violation. Oh, wow. And, and like, I, like I tell people, like, you know, uh, when I used to get them, I, like, I used to just block. Right. And then I got to the point where, and if you don't know what we're talking about, it's where, you know, you get a call, it's just a regular number. It's not like a 1-800 number or anything. Sometimes it is. And um, 
you know, you'll you'll say hello, hello, and then you'll be like, hey, your car insurance or something like, you, yeah, or something IRS, like that, yeah. you know. And it gets really annoying because I mean, at the time, it was, I was getting like twelve or thirteen yeah. or fourteen a day. Yeah. So all I have to do is download the Mississippi No Call app. Mm-hmm. And and share that information with us. So the, the number that called you, the time that they called you, mm-hmm. what product they were trying to offer you, whether I say we're with the IRS and we're going to come out and arrest you if you don't send us some money. They are not going to do that. Yeah, they're not going to do they're that. They're not yeah. going to do that. Um, now, just be clear on the front end. We can't stop all the calls from happening. Yeah. The reason they're making these calls is because they're breaking the law. Yeah. And just like with law enforcement, we can't do anything about it until you let us know about yeah. it. Yeah. So download that app. Like I said, it's super easy to use. You can uh, register your number if you're not already registered. You can mm-hmm. uh, use the app for that. And then uh, once we get the, the number and everything set up in, in our database, then you'll be able to uh, register those complaints with us. Are these calls coming from, like, I, I, like overseas? Yes. Or <laughs> they okay, are. They are. Okay. But because of the, the information that we collect, so we work with – all 50 states and their uh, attorneys general, their commissions, because they're getting the same problems. Mm. So, Does we, other states have this app? No. We were the first uh, oh, okay. we were the first to uh, develop the app. Okay. So Mississippi was, was first and then So you were a part of, his, right. of leading right. the charge exactly against right. no call. That's right. Okay. So because of the information we get, we're able to share that with our partners in other states. Mm. And then uh, working with our partners at the federal government and then – other countries' governments. So there was a, a, a an operation out of India, and they arrested about 500 people who were making millions of phone calls across the country. Wow. Or across the world, rather, uh, including the United States. Even here more locally, there was a guy who just run a show by himself in uh, North Carolina mm-hmm. who was making a million phone calls from his house a day. He had, <laughs> he had just programmed his computer to make these scam calls. Yeah. I mean, this is just... The, the technology has just gotten so sophisticated yeah. that just a guy on his laptop in his house making these phone calls and ripping folks off. Yeah. So he's now behind bars because of the work that uh, we're able to do to backtrack where these calls are coming from. So this is very important. It just is. Just take the time out to go yeah. download the app and just do it. That's right. That's and, exactly right. And I'm going to provide a link to the app in the description and right. everything and make right. sure people, it's, it's on the uh, iTunes store yep. or yep. It, okay, so it's in the iOS store and on Android? Yes. Okay, so no matter what, That's you right. can get you, this. Well, you got your bases covered. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Um, ooh, ooh. Another big project or another big uh, effort <clears throat> that the the Public Service Commission took on over the course of this term of the commission was over a power plant in East Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of y'all may have heard about the the Kemper County yeah. power plant. So the the idea behind this particular power plant was that they were going to use a, a a type of coal. It's called lignite coal. It's a very spongy, watery type of coal. But there's a huge vein of it that runs from Kemper County over to Texas. Mm-hmm. So the theory was we can just use the coal that we have here and gasify it and run a power plant on it. But they couldn't get it to work for very long. And so the cost was just getting out of control to the tune of over $7 billion. Oh, okay. So this <clears throat> this commission said enough is enough. Y'all, we got to pull the, the plug on this on what y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. So because of that, the commission was able to save uh, the ratepayers across Mississippi $6 billion. Dollars. I mean, just think about that. I mean, this was your office. That's right. Okay. So uh, the, the commissioners, uh, so the, the plant is operating on natural gas right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's producing uh, more electricity on, on natural gas than it ever would have on the coal that it was supposed to run on yeah. in the first place. 
so is their most efficient uh, plan on their fleet. But just think about what you know a six billion dollar charge across Mississippi would look like. Oh I man, mean, doubling and some of the poorest communities in the country to double their utility rates would be unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, indeed. People could not afford their bills. I mean, if some folks struggle to pay the bills as it is. It is, yeah. And so... I mean, if I yeah. got six extra dollars on a bill, right. I would, right. you know, that's I'd right. be pretty mad. That's right. You know? That's right. And, and I kind of got it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right. like you yeah. Know. And, and that's why the commission is so important <laughs> to make sure that the companies are not taking advantage of their customers. That's We, we are the watchdogs to make sure that the utility companies are not playing yeah. right. And so if, if folks feel that they're not getting the service that they're paying for, call us. Yeah. That's what we're there for. That's why we've been going across the district as much as we have. Yeah. And so uh, just just over the past few days with the storms that have rolled through, and we have had outages from corner to corner of the state. I mean, I think some of the companies still have customers that are without power right now. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, trees, I mean, I, I lost power at my house for about five hours. You know, a huge tree had fallen on a line just outside of my neighborhood, and you know, thankfully nobody w- was injured in that. But yeah. I mean, there that w- that wasn't the case everywhere. I yeah, mean, indeed, some, indeed. Some folks, you know, and when when my house started shaking, I had to crawl under a, a desk in, my, in a in a closet because yeah. I mean, I, I had never felt my house shake like that. So even I got a little spooked. Um, but I, w- I would encourage your listeners: when, if you do lose power, please contact your utility company. Let them know that. Uh, you have lost power, so they can make a record of that and get a crew uh, out to your house or businesses safely and quickly as possible. Another thing that uh, will be coming online in the next couple of years that this commission approved for energy customers. Mm-hmm. So over the next couple of years, they're going to be phasing in what they're going to call advanced meters. Okay. So it'll look exactly the same as the meter does outside your house, your business, or church right now. But what it will allow you as the consumer to do is have more tools in the toolbox for you to possibly save money on your on your bills. Okay. So what this meter will do, it will you can you'll be able to download on your phone uh, the Entergy app, so you can have your account live and right in front of you. So it'll update every five minutes. Or, I'm sorry, fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. So you can track your usage. <clears throat> and so if you say, well, money's a little tight this month, so I want to spend only whatever amount you want to spend per month. And so you can set it to get a notification like, hey, you're getting a little close to your your monthly usage, so you know. Well, let me turn these lights let off. Let me turn the lights off. Let me let unplug it, this that, microwave. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Adjust, adjust the thermostat or or whatever you need to do, so that you will have more tools available to you to be to save your money. Yeah. On your light bill. So that was another thing that uh, this commission has. Yeah, that's done. pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty, it is really that's, neat. That's pretty cool. It's really yeah. neat. And. Uh, what's also exciting uh, that we've been able to do over the past few years is to lead the country in solar development. Yeah, and because I see right here one of your uh, talking points is you support cleaner energy sources. That's right. That's right. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about sure, that. Sure. So Mississippi is on track to continue phasing out uh, coal-powered electric generation. So that'll be. Uh, I mean, a lot of these power plants are built back in the fifties. Yeah. And so they just. It's time to it's time to retire. Because when I think of a power plant, I think of like big smokestacks. Yeah. Like yeah. uh, you know, just smog. Right. And you know what I'm saying? And you know, uh learning more about their environment and everything yep. and uh about becoming greener. It's like, well, you know, that was the fifties. We can do better now, so so let's, you know yep. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the companies have 
uh, complied with some of the orders that were uh, brought down during the Obama administration mm-hmm. to, uh, if you do have a coal plant, that you have uh, <clears throat> scrubbers on it to make sure that it's uh, it's not pr- dumping that that ash in, yeah. out into the uh, to the atmosphere. So we we have those uh, safeguards in place in Mississippi now. So the uh, some of the companies will be retiring some of their power plants over the next few years and replacing that with either solar or uh, cleaner natural gas uh, power plants. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Intergy has uh, filed with the commission now to build one of the largest solar farms east of the Mississippi River in Sunflower County. That's oh, wow. In Ruleville. So it'll be on about 1,000 acres of land. And that will be a huge boost to uh, Sunflower County's economy. Because I would assume yeah. that would bring jobs. To it would. It, well, it'll it'll yeah. bring uh, a lot of construction jobs. Uh, and they'll have jobs there once the, the plant is complete, making sure the, the panels are clean and uh, repaired if there's any damage to them. But it, just in the tax revenue that they'll be able to get up there. I mean, that's yeah. that's a really big deal for Sunflower County. So we'll, we're still uh, evaluating that project right now. Again, that's the commission's role is to make sure that it's – in the best interest of their their customers, that the commission approve it because they'll have to get under the hood a little bit and figure out you know, how long are you going to be paying this and and those, and those types of things. Yeah. more on the accounting side to make sure they've uh, they're they're doing right by their by their customers. And you've been in an office getting this done the entire time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That makes you very attractive to become the next public safety. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I think so too. Uh, you I mean, know I, what's I, going on. That's right. right. I mean, yeah. I. I the only candidate in the race who can walk into the office on day one and get to work immediately. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's what's exciting to me. Um, one of the other things that uh, I've, I've took a personal lead on in central Mississippi was on expanding cell phone access across the state. Yeah. Cause so, I've been in places where, you know, you go to like West Mississippi and like West comma Mississippi. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like, you know, these are places that like, you know, the nearest grocery store is like 10 miles away right. and stuff. And, you know, the sales service is kind of like wonky out there. Right. And it is. Yeah. It is. So, like, what have you done with it? Sure. So, you know, so there are companies out there that'll say, we got the best coverage in America. And you know that ain't right. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you drive down the same roads I do. Yeah. And you say, well, hey, let me call you right back. I'm about to hit that dead spot. Right, right, right. right. I'm sure your listeners have had this experience, too. So... My mission was to prove that these companies were not telling their customers the full story. Okay. So I got in the car, and I drove to all 22 counties in the district. And this wasn't just going into the towns. This was going out where people live out, you know, not necessarily in the city, but just yeah. you know, out on the highways. You know? And with this uh, phone I've got sitting right next to me and testing whether the – that had any service at all. And what I found was not good. Yeah. I mean, even, even some folks or some areas that you think might have good service, they don't. And so mm-hmm. whether it's Verizon or AT&T or whatever, just wasn't, wasn't cutting it. And so trying to prove that the companies were not representing the, the full picture, uh, ended up submitting over 33,000 challenges to the federal communications commission because these companies were taking money from the federal government saying we're going to build out this infrastructure. And they hadn't. They hadn't yet. So if we're successful in that, we're hoping that it'll bring uh, more dollars down to Mississippi to help either build new towers to fill in these gaps or to upgrade existing towers. 
And so that that will be a top priority of mine to use whatever tool I have available to me yeah. to help fill these coverage gaps because I have had more people than I, I care to admit to who have had some personal tragedies mm-hmm. because um, they've had children who have been in car wrecks and couldn't call 911. Mm. So what good is 911 to somebody if you can't if call I can't them, right? reach them, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, folks who've had uh, elderly parents who have fallen and try to use those little life alert things mm-hmm. and, and, couldn't, and, couldn't, and couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. And so they suffered uh, injuries because of that. I mean, this mm. is this is a public safety issue. Yeah. I mean, this is this is something that should not exist. Be going in on. Yeah. It's 2019 for crying out loud. Um and this is also uh, think it's also an educational and economic development opportunity for us too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that the commission was able to uh, take a lead on was expanding uh, internet service through rural Mississippi. And I was going to so, mention that because the legislature uh, didn't they pass something this last session about right. like rural internet stuff. Okay, right. So what what the legislature uh, passed this year and Governor Bryant signed into law was to allow. Electric cooperatives. So there's some. There's 26 of them across the state of Mississippi to offer internet service to their customers. Mm-hmm. So they could enter into a contract with like a um, whatever company it was to help build that out. So this this is a, a big opportunity for for rural Mississippi. And so some of the well, cooperatives I know um, Southern Pine down in a South uh, South Central Mississippi mm-hmm. uh, is is very interested in, in building this out. Now, not all of them are going to do it. I want to be clear about that. Um, so, if you are a member of an electric cooperative, call them, let them know you're interested in this. Um, it they'll do it if their membership wants them to do it. Yeah. And so, ultimately, it's, the commission cannot force them to do it. Uh, we worked with the legislature and and our partners to champion this issue, but only the cooperatives board of directors can make that decision. Mm. So the more they they hear from their members about this issue, the better, uh, whether they want it or not. Um, I, I'm hoping that we can uh, get some good traction on this. I know yeah. there, there's some who are ready to get rolling and there, there are a couple of who are like, man, eh, well, we'll we got to get the <laughs> dollars right. I mean, yeah. and it's, it's like Rome. Rome wasn't built in a day, you know. So yeah, that's it's, it's true. It's going to take time to you know, purchase the equipment and get it and get it built out. But we had to start somewhere. Yeah. And this uh, this bill uh, went through pretty quick, and so it was really excited to see uh, the bipartisan support uh, to get this uh, to get this across the finish line. And it seems like all of these things you've talked about and mentioned. It's really great for economic opportunity because they provide jobs and they provide people access to services that mm-hmm. they would not usually have and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the public safety, the public service commission, um, are they involved in economic development? We are. Yeah, and I'll I'll give you a, a great example of something that we uh, took on early on in our uh, service at the commission. So coming into this, the utility companies kind of showing off what they what they've got. And so they invited us to a tour of the Grand Gulf nuclear power plant down outside of Port Gibson. Mm-hmm. So just walking around, kind of getting the tour and everything, and it's an incredible, incredible facility. If you've ever uh driven down that way, you I mean you can see the the the, the, ta- yeah. the, the towers yeah. uh, releasing all that that steam from the, the power plant. And so the Grand Gulf uh, nuclear power plant produces 1,500 megawatts of electricity, which is the largest type of reactor of its kind in the world. 
is right here in Port Gibson. Wait, so wait, R- really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. My yeah. uncle worked at Grand Gulf for like twenty years, and I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's an, it's an incredible, incredible facility, and they got hundreds of people working down there, and uh, just produces a, a, a massive amount of electricity right here in in Mississippi, and it's it's licensed to go through twenty forty four. Uh, they've they've done some upgrades at the plant recently to to keep it keep it humming along, mm-hmm. and well, when we went down there, looking around at the workforce, and I noticed that it looked a lot like me, mm-hmm. and I'm a white guy for, yeah, for your yeah. listeners. Yeah. Uh, if you did not yeah. look at the uh, cover, he he's a white man, That's yeah. right. Whitesman. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> but in Communities like Claiborne County and Jefferson County. It's pretty black. It is. It is. And that was that was troubling. And I was like, well, in a state that's forty percent black, that is not represented in their workforce. Mm -hmm. And so like, hmm. So where are they recruiting their workforce? Mm -hmm. And so we picked up the phone and we called the colleges and universities and we started out at Alcorn. And talk to uh, right doc- down the street. That's exactly. Yeah. So we we ta- uh, talked to Dr. Rankins, who was the the president at the time, and he invited us down, and we had a conversation with him and his staff about what what the utility companies were doing to recruit on campus, and you could hear crickets. Mm. Mm. And with Alcorn having an engineering program, and they didn't need engineers, like what? It's right what down is the street. Yeah. This, okay. So, and. Then we started setting up meetings to go talk to the other uh, utility companies. I'm sorry, the other universities across the state. Okay. So from Russ College up at the Tennessee State Line to Gulf Coast Community College on the coast, I sat in these in meetings with every single one of these college campus leaders, the presidents and the HR people from each of the colleges and universities, asking them the same question. And the response we got was, "Well, the, someone will show up whenever they have a job open." But there's no consistent communication taking place between mm-hmm. the colleges and the utilities. And why? so why is this important? Our state, as I said a second ago, has a population that's about 40% black. And that's, not, uh, that's not consistent with what we've seen in the, in the company's workforce. So we've got a problem, and you know about this too. We got the brain drain. Yeah, indeed. We got too many. I'm sure you got friends who moved. Oh out man, of state. plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they moved to Atlanta. They moved to Nashville or Baton Rouge because they they want to live in a big city and make some money. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, but we still have a need to have people here. Here, right? Yeah. And you know, particularly for you know little small towns where you, know, you go to churches and you don't hear any babies crying. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah. And so these little, little little towns are are drying up, and just think about this. Uh, we were uh, told that you know twenty two twenty two twenty three year old person coming out of a community college with a with a degree can make up to a hundred thousand dollars a year being a line worker in Mississippi. Think about that. I mean, wow. Every community in you the can state. you can stay in Mississippi and make six figures. Yes. Wow. Without a lot of student loan debt. Think wow. About that. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And think and you know with with the storms coming through this week and they got crews out right now. That's uh, overtime. Finishing. That's right. Uh but if you're willing to put in a little extra work, you can make a hundred thousand bucks a year. I mean That's great. Even, I'm thinking like, hmm. Yeah, like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 
And so you're able to keep our young people here making good money mm-hmm. with good benefits, a good retirement plan, health insurance, you name it. And they're able to stay close to home, stay close to their, their parents and their families and friends uh, who stay in these communities. And not just not necessarily just on wa- uh, electricity because you got every city and town's got water. Yeah. So they got a public works department in each of these towns that need people to uh, keep the water running. Yeah. You know. And so that's um, that's where we've been able to step in on the economic development side was making sure that there is a constant communication between the universities and colleges and these utility companies. So yeah. it's not just showing up whenever. You've got a, a position open. It's um, cultivating. That's right. It's yeah. building that relationship so that um, you can bring kids in for internships. That yeah. you can ha- you can host a few of them to go out and see some of the facilities to get kids interested as early as possible in the utility space. Because I mean, the technology is changing so quickly, and it's it's really really cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, just on the the cell phone side, the the technology is, is uh, changing. On just think about it, like five models. Of cell phones ago, just how yeah. different things used to be. I was playing Snake, and I was like, it can't get any <laughs> better right. than this. That's right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I could take pictures with my phone. That's and I was right. Like, it can't get any better That's than right. this. That's right. I mean, um, you know, who knows what the next uh, version two models from now yeah. will, will look like. Yeah. And e- even uh, the utility space, just on um, electricity, is changing. And this is something that you know I'll be on the, the front lines about this uh, during if, if the voters will have me during yeah. uh, during my term. Is that you know I, we've been talking about you know, some of these power plants that are going to be retiring in the next uh, few years? Is what what's going to make that up? Mm-hmm. You know, so building these new power plants or purchasing new power plants or building all this out, uh, that's something I'll have to take a look at. And you know how a lot of people are stubborn about things. How is solar power and like um, like wind powered and everything? How is that? better than the models that we have now or what are the advantages of those models that we that than the models that we have now mm-hmm. so what some of the companies are looking at with when it comes to solar is where do you put it mm-hmm. because not every space is best to put a solar farm right so you got a bunch of trees around well that's not going to be any good because yeah. trees are going to block the the, the panels, and so that's why the the delta was a good spot because you got a lot of uh, flat land out there that they mm-hmm. can put uh, put all this, and it's close to their customers, so you can. And this is what uh, what I'm intrigued about about some of the way you know, it used to be where you you build a power plant, you run a transmission line to a substation, you see the little substations sprinkled all over the place, yeah, and then you run that line from there to your house or your <clears throat> church or your business or whatever. But rather than just have like one big power plant that does all that, you can have smaller plants closer to your your customers. Okay, and so that that's the the model that I foresee taking place the, over the next you know, how many ever years, just the way that the market's going. Yeah. So you build these little power plants closer to their their customers. Um, so there's less because there's there's um, what they call line loss. So if you're it, it kind of degrades the further out you get from the power plant. Yeah, if you but, ever play SimCity, you know what line <laughs> loss is. Like, yeah, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you—that means you have to produce more electricity to keep that electricity pumping along yeah. the line. So if you keep it closer to your customers, there's less <laughs> line loss. degradation along that line. Right. And so that means that it, it costs less to produce electricity, which would, could result in you know, savings for or 
not as expensive uh, utility rates mm -hmm. if you keep it closer uh, to your customers. And what I also see is uh, folks being able, uh, as, as solar panel costs continue to come down, if more people want to participate in what's called net metering. So if you want to put solar panels on your house or your business, yes, that uh, you could do that. I mean, you could do that right now. But it's the the cost of it is is a burden for for some people. About it's, how much would like just give me an estimate of how much would it cost if I had like a two bedroom uh two bathroom house yeah. if I put that uh, put some panels. Yeah. Uh, well, it would depend on what kind of panels you're putting up, ah, okay. how 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 much you're willing to generate. Mm -hmm. Um so you're looking at a few thousand bucks. Okay, okay. And that's just the panels. Then you got to install yeah. it and you get the wiring ah, and everything like yeah, that. So yeah. and it's just, um, and this is another thing that we've uh, we worked with the attorney general's office over is the contractors that do that. Mm. And so this is a, a relatively new uh, thing for Mississippi. And so with working with their uh, consumer protection division and the contracting board of Mississippi to make sure that people don't get ripped off. Yeah. Because Cause that seems like something really easy that someone could oh, come absolutely, do. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, I can put those up there for you. Yeah, and, you right. Know. And then they move a wire wrong and then your house burns down. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a safety thing too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's safe for the, the person who's installing the panels and it's safe for whomever lives, lives in the house. Um, but as far as the 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 models them, themselves, I, I foresee that you know we're we're going to have power plants where and what they call distributed generation, like the, the net metering, and, and folks mm -hmm. who want to you know whether they can't put it on their house, they can like just have some kind of solar panels in the backyard to 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 do that with. And so it, it's exciting. Uh, the the cost of the panels is coming down. Uh, we we do not have any sort of tax credit in Mississippi for that. Um, so that again, that's the the cost uh, is a little bit of a an obstacle for folks. So do y'all deal with like um, like gasoline and stuff? We don't do gasoline. Okay, because um, I was going to ask you about that text that the um, that they uh, that the legislature had put on like the smart cars and everything. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I I have a, a hybrid car, yeah. and I got that little seventy fifty or seventy five dollar uh, tax. And I, I let my elected official know that I was not happy with yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of like don't, don't, don't punish me for trying to help the environment. Well, and and on top of that, I thought these were the anti-tax folks that were yeah, running right. the state. So they uh, they say one thing and do another. Um, so the legislature in trying to uh, remedy some of the problems of infrastructure issues in the state uh, put a put a tax on electric and hybrid vehicles. Mm -hmm. To um, since those vehicles don't use gasoline, yeah. they have to make up some revenue some kind of way, and so that's a decision that the legislature made to uh, to get some revenue of that. But at the end of the day, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of electric and hybrid vehicles in the state, so yeah. the revenue is just going to be a drop in the bucket yeah. for for the the magnitude of what uh, it just seems like an inconvenience for you. This point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was they, they were. Get a press release out of it, but that was that's yeah. about it. But you you bring up an, uh, another issue, which is something that um, that I will uh, be on the the front line about this, uh, particularly with utility infrastructure. Mm -hmm. That I mean, we talked earlier about uh, the damage that's taking place to uh, the utility infrastructure uh, through the storms. So the technology that we've been using to uh, to get electricity to folks hadn't really changed in a hundred years. Yeah, and yeah, power lines. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, the same old stuff. So, 
uh, you talked about models changing. That's a, ch a change in the model if you're you're moving power that's closer to the people, so you're not having to build as much of these like big old transmission lines. I mean, we're still yeah. going to have uh, uh, building power plants yeah, and that type of, course, of stuff. Of course. But let's think about natural gas. That sure. if you uh, are a customer of Atmos Gas or uh, Center Point Gas or even like some municipalities have their own natural gases like Vicksburg and Canton, mm -hmm. and Utica. But um, where what would be a priority for me is I'm just th take a step back and think about what's going on around the country. Mm -hmm. We are not taking care of our infrastructure. That's true. I mean, we got roads that are falling apart. Bridges but, are. Yeah, I read a report. So. Not to cut you off, but a quick side note. I was going to New Orleans with a couple of my friends one day. And every time – I hate bridges anyway. Yeah. And we were going over, like, a lot of bridges or whatever. Yeah. And they would, like, mess with me. Like, oh, you scared? I'm like, yes, I'm terrified <laughs> of bridges. Like, yeah. like they're they're horrible. Yeah. And they're like, no. And, like, I would show them, like, stats and everything. I'm yeah. like, no, bridges are very, like, no. like is And they were like, oh. And I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bridges are not that great in America, That's man. Right. Yeah, I mean, just driving around uh, my district. I mean, I've, I've tried to go to uh, towns and communities across, and I've I've got to go around because they uh, yeah they had the the roads blocked off, and I mean that's that's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, here in here in Jackson, or whether it's up in the Delta or East Mississippi, it's everywhere. But just think about like if we didn't take care of our utility infrastructure so mm -hmm. this is this is a priority of mine to make sure that the companies are making the investments that they need to to make sure that we don't have a, a, a deteriorating utility system so mm -hmm. just imagine like if we had gas leaks like some places have water leaks Oof. can you imagine i mean very dangerous i mean places I mean, God forbid something like catch on fire or, yeah. or burst or explode or something like that, or power poles just falling down on the ground because yeah. they're not uh, taking care of their infrastructure. That is a, a big concern of mine, and I will be on, on top of them from uh, from day one to make sure that they're making the investments that they need to to uh, make sure that we have the safest and most reliable utility service. Because yeah. I mean, when you when you flip the switch, you want the lights to come on. That's true. Right. It's true. So, does the public service commissioner have a term? Yep. So the the term is four years. Mm -hmm. So the the new term will start on January first of twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. So then you'll be run well when when you I'm That's, calling it. <laughs> call it. I'm call calling it. it. When call you it. win, yes sir, you'll be campaigning again in twenty twenty four. Yes, right. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. How long has Cecil Brown you, you and you explained it before you mm -hmm. and Mr. Brown aren't related? We're not related. Yeah. Um. Same how, last name and haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how long has he been the public service commissioner in he, Central District? Sure. He he is uh he, he will serve one term mm -hmm. at the commission. He is. Uh, he he came into office on January first of twenty sixteen, mm -hmm. and prior to that, he was a, a member of the state legislature, House of Representatives, okay. for uh, sixteen years. Okay. Prior okay. to that, so okay. he's uh, he has served our state for a very long time, uh, and he is he's just ready to sit down for a little bit. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I understand completely. But he, he's a good man and been a great mentor and friend to me, and I look forward to uh, succeeding him. How long? I mean, how large is the public service commissioner's office, the central district? Sure. So we've got a staff of about ten folks. Uh -huh. um, so we have folks who will, you know, help out administratively, and we have a full-time staff whose Monday through Friday eight to five job is to help folks when they call in and say, "Hey, I got a problem with my light bill, or I got a problem with my my phone company's uh, not doing me right." 
So their job is to intervene on their behalf. And so that's where the commission steps in if folks feel like they're not getting the services that they pay for. And then we have some staff who administer the no-call system that we talked about earlier. So we have some investigators who work for for each of the commissioners. And then they have other staff who help them out with communications and Mm -hmm. and policy. And so whenever the the companies send us something about, hey, we want to do this, we want to do that, that we have a a staff for each uh, commissioner who – Works with, talks with the companies and talks with the commissioners, kind of get their their feelings about you know, how they think about whether this is a, a good idea or not. And then we have a staff that um, works for all the commissioners. So like yeah. our, our HR people and attorneys and our executive director who uh, work for for all three mm-hmm. commissioners. So when you win, mm-hmm. January first, sworn in, boom, boom, boom. You go to sleep. You wake up that next morning. You come to the office. What's the first thing you're doing? We'll talk about this infrastructure issue. Okay. I, th- I think this is a a, a really big uh, priority of mine, and to uh, to keep asking questions like, "What are we doing on this?" Because uh, the way that um, our, our national infrastructure is struggling, to make sure that we've um, we're we're doing what we need to be doing mm-hmm. for Mississippi's infrastructure. Yeah. yeah, and and it'll also the also be the beginning of uh, the new term of the the governor mm-hmm. and the the new legislature. And so building the, the relationships with these uh, new legislators that will be coming into office and to let them know, and we've done this with, I mean, we've had some uh, special elections for state legislators who've, uh, who've come in and set up meetings with them and have conversations about who we are and what we can do to, to help their constituents because they'll, they've told us they get calls from their constituents about, hey, I've got a problem on light bill. Those are the types of things we've talked about. And so they know exactly where to send folks. Yeah. So just continue those conversations staying on the road, going back out into the district, keeping up that work, that conversation with the people who put us in office, even those that, that won't vote for me, but still keeping that relationship with the people of the Central District because mm-hmm. you know, regardless of whether they voted at all or voted for me or not, uh, they're still Mississippians, and Indeed. they deserve to be heard. And this is a very – and, you know, and even I'm guilty of it where, you know, when we think about – politics and voting you know you think about like president you think about like governors Mm -hmm. you think about like mayors but you have a lot of these positions that are really important that people kind of look over right yeah and like you know the public service commissioner like if you didn't know what they did you know you'll say oh well what's that and you'll just go in like oh uh you know who whoever whatever Mm -hmm. whatever but yeah it's really important to know these things and you know it's a lot in politics, there's a lot involved, sure. and it's impossible to keep up with everything. But I think some things you just have to keep up with. Like, hey, who is your public service commissioner? That's right. That's right. And in fact, I was because uh, we're going to pay those bills every month. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I, I was talking with a couple of folks yesterday um, at a little diner, and just going up and talking to folks. Mm-hmm. And as they're eating, and sat across the table from a, a guy, he he waved me over. He had one of my my cards in his hand. And he's just like, so tell me about you. Yeah. And he said, I've never had a candidate come up to me before. And yeah. he said, I, I I don't get this opportunity very often to you know see somebody who's running for office or anything like that. And just to build that that relationship with that yeah, with yeah. that person. Never met him before in my life. But we we sat around talking for about five minutes. Just he was asking me about who I am, where I'm from, who who my people, and, yeah, and all that type yeah. of stuff. Real and, Mississippi stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and. Uh, I, I wish more folks would, folks running for office would, would get the opportunity to do that to, yeah. to hear from somebody, 
And at at that same event yesterday, um, there was a lady who came up, and I, I could tell she she wasn't a big fan of politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think there's a big distinction between politicians and public servants. Yeah, and she was just talking about how she just. I don't like politicians. They say one thing when they're trying to get elected and they do something else when they get elected. And so my response to that was, here's my phone number. Hold me accountable. If I'm not doing what I told you I'm going to do, let me know about it. That's cool. That's pretty cool. And so that gives her the opportunity to keep that conversation going. Yeah. So, and she can say, hey, oh, well, he he, he screwed yeah. up. Or I, I feel like you didn't do something like this. But it gives her the opportunity to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And... I, I would uh, offer that up to anybody who's um, considered uh, voting for me or or, or anybody else. Uh, they work. We work for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I pay taxes. That's right. You pay yeah. taxes. Um. So and that's what we're there for. Uh, yeah. We're. I, I'm interviewing for a job. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing between now and election day is to put my resume, my record, uh, before the voters, and put my phone number and email on there. So. If you want to call and fuss at me, that's okay. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm signing up for. I mean, that's that's what public service is about. I mean, you're you're there to to serve the people that uh, that you represent. Yeah. So you mentioned um, the vote is on August the sixth. Um, what's some events y'all have coming up where people can come and meet you? Sure. So I'm actually heading up to uh, Humphreys County uh, later today. Okay. Uh, keep a lookout for because um, there are little town festivals and, and parades uh, across the 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 state that'll be going on throughout the summer. So what I would encourage your uh, listeners to do is follow me on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me Ryan Brown for Public Service Commissioner. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so you can uh, find me on there, and you'll find me at, uh, always. Uh, events i know uh next saturday uh, south jackson's having a, a parade on mcdowell road so yeah. I'll, I'll be there okay, I'll be okay. There i'm that. gonna see you there yeah. Yeah, okay yeah. uh you know i was uh, born and raised in uh south jackson i was uh born at okay. uh, hospital so uh for the first 12 years of my life i lived off of mcdowell road oh, okay and uh yeah. so it'll be good to get back down and and see the old neighborhood yeah um and we we've had some events uh, at the commission uh, in in jackson to uh, to let folks know about who we are and, mm-hmm. and what we're doing so uh it, it hadn't been since 1995 since i've been down there we're talking yeah. a few days ago but uh it'll, it'll be good to get back and, and see see folks and but, you got uh, a website yep uh brown for ms.com okay and just f-o-r ms.com okay so uh check me out on there as it got more information about uh, about me and why i'm running and why i'm the the best qualified candidate for the position okay okay and that phone number you you one it's uh 769-230-0760 that's 769-230-0760 and then they can also reach you at ryan ed brown for ms.com that's right that's my email so um, i'm pretty good about getting back in a, in a timely manner so uh don't uh don't hesitate to uh to reach out yeah yeah all right well um i want to thank you for thank allowing you. me to interview you uh, i'm voting for you you have it. my vote thank you for sure uh hopefully you can sway some of the voters that will be listening uh this is a very important position and you all have been doing the work you've been right there uh assisting with the work yes, sir. developing the work so i think you will be the best candidate to continue the work well thank you very much yeah. i appreciate that yeah, no problem and this has been another episode of the rogues gent 
Podcast. This is Thucker Jones, T-H-E-C-A-J-O-N-E-S on all social media. You can download this podcast and listen to this podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. That's iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Again, I want to thank Deputy Public Service Commissioner Ryan Brown right now, and uh, good luck in his efforts for uh, re- uh, for election. And yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Watch out for the soft music. <laughs>